Any questions today? Nah, I'm just trying to figure out all these plans. Got a girlfriend? What? Marry her. I can save you $9 on a family plan. Even more if you got kids. Boom! Challenge. Coach McCarthy. Hey, man, don't let them steer you into something you don't need. At Cellcom, we build plans just for you. Nice. Hey, does your girlfriend like football? She loves it. Awesome. You need to marry her. Can you call her dad? Absolutely. Podcast Final Mock Draft Edition. Somehow, in some way, we've made it all the way to draft week in web. The draft is only two days away from the time that I'm speaking, which means when you're listening to this, draft day will be tomorrow. And and last time we were here was for spicy takes, and we said not much is going on. There's not really any chatter. There's not a lot of smoke. And since that pod dropped, there have been massive trades, massive shakeups to the draft order, literal smoke enveloping <laughs> Wisconsin. It's, it's symbolic <laughs> of what's going on right now in web. And we have our work cut out for us this week, trying to put together this mock gentleman. I got the OG pod squad together. What's going on? Hey, not much. It's good to be back. That uh, The Spicy Takes podcast is like, it's a laxative that <laughs> unsticks. It unstucks web every year. Uh, never fails. Yeah, it's incredible how much has happened since that last pod and how, you know, honestly, even since the last mock, looking at some guys that were taken, you know, Zach Evans in the second round, Sean Tucker, Josh Jones in the first, like a lot has changed. The picks have changed and I still don't know how much we know. <laughs> I I don't know if we know anything, honestly. Um yeah, I mean, we normally we do three of these, but this year we only have a pre-draft and a draft week, and it is amazing to see how much has changed. Uh, before we get started, I want to ask you a question, Caleb. Ooh. How many picks do you think to start this draft do you know? <laughs> It's tough. I was trying to look. I think the first four are locks, and then the money makers could really throw things for a loop. I wouldn't say for sure what they're doing there. Um, looking later in the draft, a lot of wild cards. Um, I'd say I'm going to go with seven locks, I think I might have, which Ooh. might seem high. Wow. It probably is high. I think there's three oh. other picks. You about, are but... pick seven. That's cheating. <laughs> well, I was going to say six. <laughs> see, I was thinking maybe, well, yeah, seven for you, definitely. But I see, that's the thing. I I think Webb has an idea of what's going to happen, at least in the first half of this, of this mock. And we'll explore some scenarios on this one just to make sure we've covered all of our bases here. But uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we're going to see some weirdness after all. We're going to find out how this mock is going to work. 
because we like to shake things up around here to keep people on their toes. We're going to go back to something that we tried last year. This is not a War Room style final mock. Everybody's going to make a pick here. Somehow the draft order worked out perfectly that we never have to fuck with the order. We just get to do our little system all the way through. But the caveat here is that we're bringing back the challenge flag and everybody gets unlimited challenges. (laughs) (laughs) Mike McCarthy style. So if you don't agree with somebody's pick, you throw your challenge flag and then the other person gets to decide who the real pick is. That is how this works. Caleb, I know you're a big fan of the challenge format. We brought it back just for you, buddy. I just I love saying challenge. Challenge. And it, it sparks sparks good debate too between picks, and maybe you can find your way through. So, yeah, it, it'll be fun. So let's get started. Do I we got have a limit on challenges. No Unlimited? limit. Unlimited, Unlimited challenges. Right. You could lose every one, and you'd still be throwing them. <laughs> there's no rules here. Somebody told me there's no rules. Um, I'm going to go 20, uh, 24 for 24 <laughs> on challenges. I'm just going to debate every pick. <laughs> well, I won the lottery, I guess, with the first overall selection here. Unfortunately, it's not the money makers making this pick, but I get the easiest pick in the entire mock draft. There's nothing we could possibly debate with this pick. It's been locked in stone since last summer and probably before that. Just needed to decide who was picking it. And it's Garrett Wilson, Batman, taking Bijan Robinson 101. It's a moment that he, I'm sure, has been waiting for for a very long time to add a, a premier, undeniable cornerstone asset, the RB1 in Dynasty, to this roster simply with one draft pick. It's a game changer. It's a it's an altering move for him, and I, I'm happy to see him finally get to make it in a couple days. Yep. Um, even like two years ago, when the 2023 class, like the historic, oh, can't wait for 2023, it was always started at Bijan. He's been the guy for so long, as long as we can remember. And I think it's he, he might even be better than we expected him being, just from a prospect standpoint for Dynasty. Like, undisputed RB1. The landing spot helped him out, but I can't remember a guy who just walked in and you're like, yep, that's my first running back I'm taking and I'm not even thinking about it. Yeah. Carter gets to do it in a couple nights. It's been locked and loaded forever and honestly, even got a boost since our last mock going to the Falcons. Like, I don't know if there's a better situation in the league where he could have gone. So, yeah, congrats, Carter. You you get Bijan. (laughs) Easiest pick of the draft, like I said. But now, Frazier, you're up (laughs) for Garrett Wilson Batman at number two. (laughs) We all think we know what's going to happen here, but we explored an alternate reality on the Spicy Predictions pod. So what do you think about the number two pick right now? I'm thinking a lot of things about it. It's a pick that makes me nervous. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to get in the head of Carter. He's like he he has a history of becoming dead set on his guys and telling you who they are right away. And that if if that stays true, it's Jackson. Um, but 
Dan made a good point on the Spicy Takes pod that getting those two running backs in place could be a very tempting idea for Carter in this spot. Um, and the fact that he doesn't have a 24 first, you can't really make an argument of, like, take the receiver and wait one more year. Um, mm, it's tough, but I Carter, he had a lot of good things to say about uh, Jackson Smith Majigba on his behind the curtain. Sounds like a huge fan of him. Um, I think Carter, he could maybe be scared off by the size of Gibbs, possibly. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the evaluation he made on behind the curtain um, and take Jackson Smith Najigba, keep building out that core. Um, and that's not saying he's throwing in the towel this year either. He's got he's got Bijan. He can he can make some trades. He's got a wide receiver surplus if he does this to. Um, fill out the running back spot if any trades become available yeah it's tough because running back is still a need even after Bijan. all he has on his roster is Zahneman Knight and uh, Devin Singletary so he needs running back help but he's been pretty vocal about JSN um, kind of like how he was with Garrett Wilson I think He's, he's been pretty good at sticking to his guns. And I looked up some tweets just to check in on what he said. That's one of my favorite parts, seeing, <laughs> checking in on Carter tweets. Um, <laughs> one was, why would I draft JSM when I have the Paris Campbell-Daniel Jones stack ready to be broken out? <laughs> uh, but he also had another one that said, NSFW, watching JSN Utah highlights is the football equivalent of try not to come videos. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's i feel like that's pretty telling there is a gibbs tweet out there that i found where he said oh my god this looks like draft night oh my god i might have to go gibbs instead of a chain at two now so (laughs) that's interesting but i i'm not gonna challenge i think jsn's probably gonna end up being the pick just just feels like a bulletproof prospect that he can add to his team yeah, I mean, it, it would be legitimately jaw-dropping if he if he made a Gibbs pick here. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, Frage, Dan outlined it perfectly last week. It makes so much sense for him. And I do wonder if he is, as the draft has gotten closer and closer, if he's given serious thought to uh, potentially changing his tune and going Gibbs, especially with, uh, what we know about his draft capital and the landing spot and everything that's happened. I just can't see him moving off of his guy like that. He, we've never seen him do something like that before. He's been pretty open about his picks. Uh, and I mean, I love JSN. I, I, I love the player. I, you cannot fault him for making this pick either. The wide receiver room would just be on another level with JSN Garrett Wilson and Jalen Waddle, plus some of the other guys that he has with Ayuk and Tony and names like that behind them all. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And he could easily go out and make a trade for a running back at some point this year, using some of those pieces to just fill that spot. Assuming Bijan is a, you know, RB one overall type of scoring player as a rookie. Caleb, the JSN pick at two makes this Almost as easy as the Bijan pick, I think. David Wilson, Batman, on the clock. Yep, and the pick is Jameer Gibbs. Um, I'd be interested to hear how high he was on your board. 
pre-draft. But I think, you know, the first round draft capital was insane. No, nobody really expected like that high in the first round. Going to the Lions where it sounds like they're going to utilize him well. Uh, a team that needs running back help. He's kind of like Carter where he's got all these receivers but needs to start filling in the, the cracks of running back. So trades up to the spot and gets, gets Gibbs, who's in this sort of tier with JSN. Yeah, I mean... It- it's if Carter chooses to let Gibbs slide here to three, which is what we widely expect to happen. It could not be a better situation for David Wilson, Batman. And obviously they moved into this pick with an understanding that that was a realistic possibility. Uh, And I mean, now is the time to start adding these running backs. We expect this team to start getting more and more competitive over the next couple of years as some of the you know power hitters of Webb start to regress a little bit, this team has been lying in wait, has been adding premier pieces like Jamar Chase over the course of this rebuild, and now has an opportunity to add one of the more premier running back prospects that we've seen in the last few years uh, right away in this draft with and with plenty more picks coming yet next year as well. So I think it's a dream scenario and a great, great pick for David Wilson Batman. Yeah, I'm going to love it if this night unfolds this way. Um, love Gibbs, like just a, a special receiving running back prospect, which is what I'm most excited about. And just a guy that I'm going to have a lot of fun watching. He's on an up-and-coming team and just a very fun player to to watch. So if it falls this way, going to enjoy Gibbs' points, going to enjoy cheering for him on red zone. And now that Carter just heard how excited you are to draft him, he's turning in the Gibbs card. (laughs) Well, he shouldn't be too excited about Gibbs and red zones. Those are going to be Montgomery's carries, but um... (laughs) he's running it in from 50 yards away. (laughs) Well, we're not done with Wilson Batman teams yet. Uh, (laughs) Top four spots controlled by the Wilson Batman crew. Uh, again, David Wilson, Batman goes out and makes a trade. This is a new one. Uh, actually number three was a new one too, since we did our first mock, but this one is brand spanking new since the spicy takes. There was a prolonged discussion, a three-way trade discussion, and then Frage stabbed the other two teams in the back (laughs) and went out and made this trade to get to number four. Gotta like a guy moving up the board. You just took Gibbs. I'm making this pick. And uh, in a lot of scenarios, in the let's call it the consensus world, you know, in Chalky's world, this is Jordan Addison in a lot of places. But we know that Frazier does not like the outliers specifically with size. He was vocal about it with Devonte Smith. He's been vocal about it with some other highly touted players. And there is a guy on the board who has the size, who has the athleticism that has the profile that I think David Wilson, Batman is going to covet in this draft, especially as his second selection in the first round. And that is Quentin Johnston. I think the move up the board signifies that he wanted to get into this wide receiver group and he wanted his pick of that group. And for me, I think it's Johnston. 
Yeah, I'm with you there too. I mean, I was in on the trade for him to move up, so I know he has some interest in some guys up there, and I'd say you, you put it pretty well. Johnson fits the Frazier mold, and you know he could have sat at seven and seen what, what came up there, but uh, there is a nice having a peace of mind, you know, ha- knowing you are getting your guy for sure. So I, I think Johnston is the pick there. Yep, I like Johnson a lot. Um, I don't think it's quite a set in stone as maybe you guys think. I think there's there's a pitch for Addison. I think uh, some receivers have proved that size is avoidable or not necessarily a setback for people uh, in the league this year. I think um, Addison's situation, while maybe the long-term upside is capped with Justin Jefferson, uh, I think he's a reasonable bet to put up good stats and gain value this year uh, and maybe be a good piece to package with something else and get a get a stud next year, something like that. But on the other side, Quentin Johnson, I mean, the upside potential of the Charger situation, Michael Williams, Keenan Allen possibly moving on and being tied to Justin Herbert for the rest of his career, it, it's it's a lot to to turn down if you were to not make that pick at four. So, um, yeah, you guys, you guys are pretty much on it, but there's still a little due diligence to be done yet. There's time. There's two days. There's mm-hmm. two days, and there might be some due diligence that is yet to happen with our next pick, Caleb. One that you expressed some uh, interest about what might be happening, but luckily for you, you're not making the pick. Frage, you have the pleasure of picking for the moneymakers who recently moved into this draft, into the first round uh, within the last couple weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Aggressively, I might add, um, going out, making, putting deals together, um, ideas for him to get up to five or seven in this range. Um, hmm. This is tough. There's been this is the start of the smoke. This is what <laughs> this is the Canada wildfires coming in here. Oh, I just I think it's I think it's Addison. I think if we go into Chalky's world, it's it's Addison at this point. Um, I think in the moneymaker situation, the other name I'm thinking of is Charbonnet. It just doesn't feel like the right time to make that pick. For the money makers, he's got his 24 firsts. He's not, doesn't really have a team that can compete this year. He could take Addison, a guy who looks safe to to gain value, um, upside. Like I mentioned, who knows? Um, I just think it's a more sensible pick for the money makers here than uh, a Charbonnet type player. So that's that's who I'm going with. Mm. You want to throw it? Challenge. Oh, challenge. I. This is such a tough pick. I'm glad you got to make it and you picked Addison so I could throw the challenge. <laughs> um, it's tough. I mean, obviously we've seen Mingo change his profile picture to Charbonnet and everything. And not just that. I mean, knowing what we've heard on Camp Dynasty, how enamored he is with this player. And... Boy, it's it's tough in that landing spot, but you've I've heard Mingo spin it before. I heard him spin it in draft night. That I don't know if this is as bad as everyone thinks it is. Like it's not great. Like he's not going to be going where we thought, but I don't know if it's as bad as we all think it is. And 
in an offense, it looks like they're going to run the ball pretty good. You know, behind Kenneth Walker, which really sucks. It's not like it's an aging running back you're behind. But Kenneth Walker, you know, he's like the big play kind of guy. And then Charbonnet cleans up shop. I mean, I don't know how in love. I know Mingo likes, you know, Addison a lot. I know he's okay with flowers. But those don't really fit the Mingo profile of receivers. I mean, look at the guys in his lineup, Pickens, London, Higgins, Addison just doesn't seem like he's built to be a moneymaker. And Charbonnet is that guy. And you only have two running backs on your roster currently, uh, Keontae Ingram and Brian Robinson. So really only one startable running back. This is this is a guy you could maybe plug into your lineup and hope he scores some touchdowns, and this team could maybe be a little more competitive than we think. So, I don't know. This is it's a really tough pick. I don't know. Maybe you could shed, shed some light, Mingo. You probably won't, but that's that's the case for Charbonnet. I mean, it's just Mingo's guy, and it might depend how drunk he is when he's up to that pick if he's ready to do it. But they always say, go get your guys. I have to decide, as the third party, who's getting picked here. (laughs) And I'm going to flip a coin. (laughs) Oh, come on. Boo. Come on, lay it out for us. They say when the coin's in the air, you know who you truly want. I will provide my analysis, and then I will flip a coin. How about that? Does that work for you, Caleb? So, okay. Number one. Yes, Jordan Addison feels safe feels potentially like a value pick like i alluded to with a potential adp in a lot of situations at number four seeing him on the board at five is certainly enticing zach charbonnet caleb said it it's my guy has been my guy for a very long time the landing spot not ideal andy potter throwing shade saying how high is a backup running back been drafted before (laughs) certainly not number five but i'm not also going to rule out another player in this spot as well there's been some late chatter around the circles that zay flowers might be making a late push for this pick. Is that smoke? Is that real? That's for you to decide. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing from my <laughs> sources. So in the building. In the building. So the truthful answer is that we're 48 hours out from the draft right now, and I do not know who I'm picking. That's the true and honest <laughs> answer. So that's why I'm going to flip a coin. I mean, coins don't have three sides. Okay, I'm going to roll a fucking dice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm uh, going to flip a coin because the pick is Addison being challenged by Charbonnet. Zay Flowers is a tidbit. Enjoy that if you you will. And the coin will be heads for Addison and tails for Charbonnet. And the coin says tails. Hey, the challenge wins. And Zach Charbonnet is the number five pick in this mock draft. All right. Enjoy that web. All right. Number six, the pirate crew. 
who just watched the money makers sob uncontrollably as they turned in a card that says Zach Charbonnet and Caleb, you are up for this team who thought he may be picking the last wide receiver of a tier, but now has his choice between two. Yeah, this is again, where it's just weird. We don't really know. Dan, Hasn't had many, if any, takes really out sent out there. He's been very quiet. He's been very happy at six. He hasn't tried to move up or down, it doesn't seem like. He's just content with what he gets. So, you know, it makes me think he's just happy with one of these wide receivers. And I don't know if he's quite decided yet, honestly. And, you know, looking at his draft history, um, Mingo has that handy uh, slideshow, um, and I don't know if it's been updated since maybe a year ago, but still, um, he hasn't drafted a wide receiver without 4-3 speed since 2014. <laughs> the closest to that is Zay Flowers. Um, and, I mean, Jordan Addison is the chalky pick, but, you know, Dan's never really been a chalky guy. I don't know. I feel like Zay Flowers feels like more of a Dan player. I, I've heard him compared to, like, Tyler Lockett, who is already on Dan's team and sort of getting phased out. So you bring in Zay Flowers. I, I don't know. He's got he's got different juice than Addison, but there's also some risk involved with him as well. So it's tough, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Zay Flowers for Dan here at six. Frage, yeah. you throwing it? Uh I'm not gonna throw it. I will talk for a bit. Um Wide receiver makes a lot of sense here for Danny. Put himself in a really good spot uh, to pick a very solid prospect, um, whichever one of the three it is. Uh, and quietly, Dan's wide receiver core is like not looking the greatest right now. I mean, the starting lineup is still fine. Tyreek, DK, Lockett, fine for competing this year. But after that, if I remember correctly, it is just... Um, just Donovan Peoples Jones on the bench. So it's crazy. <laughs> like four receivers I mean, on the roster. Yeah. I mean, this guy, it's he's not one to be afraid of a of a weakness. He's he's a guy who knows he knows how to fix things when they need to be fixed. So he I don't think he's gonna pressure himself into addressing this right away. And for that reason is why I'm not going to challenge, but I want to throw Dalton Kincaid's name into the ring. Uh, this is a guy who he said he picked in MoneyWeb, said a very fun pick. Um, and I think Dan might want to have a little fun here in Web 2. Um, I think he might look that route. It's a guy who's not afraid to not draft for positional need. He'll draft to the person he thinks the best. And I think Kincaid is a potential pick there. who's not being talked about that much. He did change his profile picture to Kincaid. Oh, on did Twitter, he? So. <laughs> he did? Yeah, I, yeah I'm not, fairly I certain I saw that. <laughs> I thought he changed it to Richardson. No, it's Kincaid. Oh, I thought God. it was Richardson, too. It was Richardson for he's a little all bit. He's over trying, the place He's right got now, the smoke man. machines going. He plugged them in, and they're, they're billowing. I went on a whole dramatic speech thinking I was doing the fucking wind horse. <laughs> and Wait, he's got his fucking profile pick as this guy already. What an, what an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but hey, 
you're you're out in front of it. You don't even know that he made yeah. this switch and you gave okay. a very compelling case. And I'm going to say this. I think Dalton Kincaid's name is not being talked about high enough right now in web. I think you got Dave sending out fucking gifts left and right about Kincaid and retweeting himself and all that. I don't think Kincaid is getting near pick 11. So that leaves this run, in my opinion, starting at six with the Pyro crew. If he wants to get weird, if he really likes this player, then I wouldn't blame him. I think the fucking Keel pros are ripe for Kincaid. I, this guy's been real quiet. He's been real quiet. He's got George Kittle. He knows the benefit of an elite tight end on a roster. Kittle getting a little bit older. Maybe he's not sold on some of the guys that are left in this spot. Kincaid makes a lot of sense for him. And then we know Riley has tweeted. He's said it himself. It's between Richardson and Kincaid. So that kind of puts a stop maybe to the Kincaid run already at eight. So I like you bringing that up earlier than maybe people were ready to hear Frage because I do think that is going to be something we see on draft night. In the case of this pick, though, I love I love it. I think I think Flowers hits his hits his marks that he's looking for. You guys talked about how thin he is at receiver. I think he's willing to infuse some youth here at receiver right now. Worry about running backs later. He's got it covered for this season, and that's all he's concerned about right now. He's going to get his guy in Zay Flowers. Even with Jordan Addison on the board, I still think he prefers Flowers, and I think that's the direction that he's going to go. Which means that the Keel pros are on the clock. But Caleb, with Charbonnet going in the top five and Zay Flowers going with the next selection, that leaves Jordan Addison ripe for the picking I'm making this pick, and I just talked about that you might be in on Dalton Kincaid. In this scenario, I can't do that. I'm going to give you Jordan Addison. I feel like the value at this point is too good to pass up. You've stuck to your guns. I know you've had some trade conversations about this pick, maybe with some people on this call. You moved down to this pick already. I think you're you're okay to see what happens on draft night, and it's exactly this type of scenario that makes you okay with it because you're getting a player falling a little bit into your lap with some value and adding some uh, youth and possible instant production to this team with Jordan Addison. Yeah, I think at this point, um, you can't go wrong with the Keel pros taking Addison here, just kind of falling into his lap. Um, need to infuse some youth onto this this championship team, um, especially at the wide receiver position. It's looking a little um, stale, I guess would be a word. So getting Addison here, a guy who can jump in and help out this team right away as he still competes is is very a very nice way for this board to fall for the Keel pros. Uh, for this one yeah i wouldn't hate it i mean there were rumors at four about addison possibly going so to get him at seven you know i traded away deontay that was sort of a whole thing and i was kind of sad to lose him in the lineup kind of leaves a little hole there so you get addison and hope he could be starting right away so yeah that spec works for me i'm sure it does caleb <laughs> Let's get weird. 
this is where the draft really begins to open up. We had our fun here in the top half of round one, but from this point forward, all bets are truly off. And that starts with number eight, Herb, your enthusiasm. I just mentioned his his tweet from a little while ago. He said, it's Kincaid or Richardson. Do you believe him, Frazier? And which one is he going to pick? God, I've, I've had the two hardest picks in the draft here with five <laughs> and eight. I mean, this is just, you could go anywhere. I mean, the two logical next BPA guys coming up are, in my eyes, Richardson and Kincaid, like he said in his own tweet. But this team has established guys at both of those positions, a star in Justin Herbert, and then a very good uh, tight end in Hawk. So either one of those, he's doubling down, potentially like a draft this guy and trade him scenario down the line. So does he want to go that route or does he want to address a different position and avoid having to try to make a trade down the line? Mm. God, it's tough. Um, And it could come down to which position does he think is going to be easier to trade down the line, quarterback or tight end. I mean, quarterback had a little bit of a run there, but I think that's cooled down a little bit as far as trade value and web tight ends. Like they, you see the big ones get traded sometimes, but it's not that often. Um, God, this is tough. <laughs> Will this Anderson, is... maybe throw, throw IDP in there. Uh-huh. What I'm saying, do you even believe what he's saying? <laughs> you just outlined it. He's deep at those spots, or at least has you know premier starters in those spots, but. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think that Riley's the type of guy who's going to shoot for the straight upside Anthony Richardson, the kind of guy who comes in and shows he can pass his rookie year. It's going to be just wheels up uh, all-time value. He'll get to trade one of Herbert or Richardson, who I think if Richardson pans out, both of those guys are going to be guys that could fetch a pretty penny. So um, I think Richardson and they'll be all is the pick. Tough one. Yeah, that was a tough one, but that's the direction I would have gone to. I think Richardson provides maybe more immediate upside, depending on how, you know, tight ends always have a slow start. And I know we love Kincaid, but, you know, not many guys have been able to get over that hump. So, you know, and Kincaid might be more of an investment for the long term and then trade, whereas Richardson, you're going to find out pretty quick. And if he hits, and I mean, this is a team, again, you know, he's got Herbert and his only other quarterback is Russell Wilson, who's cooked. So, there could be a world where he just you know, keeps Richardson and now he's got both these elite quarterbacks and he can decide what to do later. So um, I think he'd like to be able to add like a running back or something here, but the value just doesn't really work out that way. So he could be a good trade candidate to maybe try and move up or down. But if he's staying here, I think it might be Richardson. So Caleb, if I'm not mistaken, you had this team selecting Devon A. Chain in your recent mock draft. Do you think that is on the table here for him? I don't know anymore. I think the Dalvin Cook rumors are just going to make it so hard to pull the trigger at eight where you take A. Chain and then Dalvin goes there and it's like, whoops, I could have had Richardson or Kincaid and now I'm going to have to wait on A. Chain, already an outlier running back. So I think it's just way too risky where he is now if we don't get any cook news we might have to i mean this guy i could see him pushing the 
fact that we don't have a set timer and just like sitting on this hoping <laughs> for some a chef D. Dalvin Cook oh, tweet could or you something. Imagine <laughs> the Riley rule. We have to implement a 15 minute draft timer moving yeah. forward because he's on the clock for an hour. <laughs> Man, I mean, I but I do think ultimately that it's Richardson. We're all in agreement here on this, and it's simply based on the fact for me that Richardson has a lot of vocal supporters in web already. Riley is going to smell the trade market that is already existing around this player. So yes, he has Justin Herbert, but like you said, Frage, in this spot, the value lines up and he knows that teams like the fresh Prince who was hoping to select this player with the next pick will make him an offer. That gets him a little bit of additional value. If it's not a trade down before the pick's made, I think it could happen after. You could also see teams like uh, the Pirate Crew get involved here as well if, uh, if if he's serious about wanting to add Richardson as well. So I think the pick makes sense. And unfortunately, Caleb, for the Fresh Prince here, his guy just got taken ahead of him. And we already don't know what the hell he's thinking with these three firsts. So where does he go with the first one? This is also one of the toughest picks in the draft. If Richardson's gone, it's just, I don't know what the options are because he's been so vocal about not liking Kincaid <laughs> and not wanting to take Anderson where those, this is the perfect spots to take them. So if you're not taking them, who are you taking? So... I'd like to try and get some intel from one of you. I wish I could phone a friend like Mingo was having these balcony beers the other night. I don't know if he spilled his heart a little bit, but I, this is hard. I don't, I don't think he's going to take a quarterback here. I don't know if there's enough upside with a young or a Stroud to take him at nine. I, I, I don't know if he sticks to his guns on Kincaid or if he likes he can, I, I just don't know. I just don't think this is a spot he wants to be in. So if I'm going to make a pick and he doesn't, I don't know if it's time to go running back. So then you're going receiver and it's just, boy, this is hard. I'm I'm just going to go. We, have we ever had a situation like this in web where a guy is just, <laughs> he controls a portion of the draft, but has also publicly proclaimed that he doesn't like anyone who makes sense to take there. <laughs> It makes it so difficult. I I haven't really heard him say anything about A-Chain. I'm going to go... Fuck me, this is so hard. I'm going to go... Jonathan Mingo? Question mark? <laughs> um, Challenge. All right, thanks. There it is. That's fine. I'll take it. But I'll I'll say why I'm taking Mingo. I just remember Parker talking about like how he's just watching highlights of guys and like seeing what he likes there. And I mean, if you're going off highlights, Jonathan Mingo looks looks pretty great. And if you're not interested in the tight end Kincaid here, if you're not interested in going defense, you're probably not in a situation to quite go running back. I think Mingo might be the next best bet. Again, it's hard to say because he hasn't really, I haven't really heard much from him about these receivers in this area. But if you're going for a highlight real player, go Jonathan Mingo. 
All right, who we got? <laughs> All right, my case for the challenge. I'll start with, um, I was looking through these names as we sat here leading up to this pick, and I saw Jonathan Mingle, and I was like, huh, interesting for a guy who has done that, but um, done proclaimed that he doesn't like the players, I mean. Uh, but the base of my challenge is Parker has picks 10 and 12 where he could also get Jonathan Mingo. Um, so I think he should, I think, hmm, I don't know if it's smoke or not his, his, uh, his behind the curtain, but I think at this point, Kincaid is the pick for, for Parker, despite what he said. I think Webb has entered a point where sure positional dynasty, like how they value the positions matter, but at a certain point you can't turn down the top guys at their position groups uh, in the draft. And I think Kincaid and then the the IDP guy who he has said he doesn't like as well are two that qualify there. I think Kincaid is the, the first pick of those two. Man, I got to tell you, I learned almost nothing about what this team is doing in this range. What I did learn is that it doesn't really feel like he wants to make a trade either. So if he's not making a trade and he doesn't like these players, <laughs> what? I don't know. Unless we're all getting smoked straight to hell, then... I don't know what's going on. This is truly amazing, but <laughs> I think I'm going to agree with Frazier because there comes a point in time where a month ago or whatever, you come on a pod and say, you don't like Dalton Kincaid. Great. But when it comes push to shove and you're looking at who's on the board right now and you got three picks coming up, I mean, how can you not take him? Like, how can you just, you know, the pure value alone, you you don't have to like him. You have two more picks coming up. You could take all the players you like in this range and still get the value of Kincaid. So I do know for a fact that he does like another tight end in this class. That is the only thing that gives me a hesitation moment about, you know, is he maybe fishing to get that player potentially at 12 or something? But again, I just, I can't see him passing up Kincaid here, especially knowing Dave wants him at, a, at uh, 11. Maybe he can even fish his way into a little bit of a trade scenario, a, a crispy route situation, <laughs> getting Dave <laughs> to move up the board for a guy. <laughs> Uh, maybe he explores that over the next 48 hours, but for now, let's go Kincaid. This is, this might be the greatest smoke strategy I've ever seen. He's just so non-committal on everything that it's <laughs> fucked the brains of the rest of the league. Also, before we continue in this draft, I'd like to say that I just saw a notification on the Twitter handle that Dan needs a mock, like he needs air to breathe, and Dan... It's coming for you real quick, buddy, because you're listening to it right now. Isn't that fun? Oh, he's got That's... a new profile pick, too. Another one? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. man. Wait, you go check that out quick. Breaking oh, moves. Breaking moves. 
He's all over the place, man. Nobody knows what this guy's no, There's thinking. no way. Why is he even doing that? There's no chance. You're embarrassing yourself. Considering it'll be changed by the time this drops, it's currently Will Anderson, just so everybody knows. But well, you, I, oh, also breaking news: wide receiver is signed somewhere. Ooh. New England Patriots, Devontae Parker. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, not Hopkins. <laughs> Haven't cut him yet. Three-year deal, baby. All right. Well, we just got done being mind-fucked over the Fresh Prince, but we get to do it again. And, and I'm on the clock. So we took the value at Dalton Kincaid, a player which he may or may not hate actively. Uh, and in this situation, Caleb, you got challenged, but it didn't take very long because I'm taking Jonathan Mingo with this pick. I'm going to trust that he doesn't want to take Will Anderson because it does feel like something that a team in his position may opt to avoid. Very fresh into a rebuild. Even though I do think it would be a good pick for him, I can understand why he wouldn't want to make that pick and add a talent like Mingo, who was a kind of a late riser in the process, but a guy with a lot of talent, got great draft capital into a spot where it seems pretty wide open. I feel like it's a pretty good bet at the end of a first round uh, to roll the dice on a guy like Mingo. I'm not challenging. <laughs> not, no second Mingo no, challenge? No second Mingo challenge. Um, out of all the things Parker said, I think, the part where he he doesn't want to invest in defense, something he thinks he can piece together at the end, might that had some truth to it a little bit. Um, the reason why I would pick Will Anderson is probably just because I'm not a huge Mingo fan, Jonathan Mingo fan. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't argue with the the upside. The guy's big. He's fast. Um, and at this point, take take a shot. You got three picks in the late first. Plenty of chances to be safe, and then plenty of chances to shoot for the moon. Yep. And we we know what you think, Caleb, because you yep. just made that pick. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. How do I challenge there? Yeah. All right, Frage, your streak of hard picks, I think, is continuing here because the only thing we know about Dirty Dave is that he likes Delta Kincaid. That's all that he's put out into the universe. We all assume that he wants a quarterback, but does he take one that isn't named Anthony Richardson in the first round? What the hell does he do here? Ay, ay, ay. This is. We're, we're going to have a fun night, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to have a blast, man. <laughs> like, goddamn, every one of these spots is just so hard. Um, you get the Parker times, and then we go into Dave here with. I mean, this guy. Put a lot on the line to move to this pick, 11. I mean, he is risking the future, potentially a, t- a high-end 25 first to make this pick right here. And I'm looking at these names, and I'm not excited. Um, I I just don't, like, I don't know what Will Anderson does for this team and the spot he's in with what he invested into this pick. I think that would be a disappointing outcome. Damn, I think taking a quarterback like Stroud or Bryce Young who don't necessarily have the rushing upside that you'd like to see with our scoring settings. Um, Bryce Young maybe has the passing upside with six-point touchdowns, but even that 
I just don't know if I would come away feeling that good about it. And then, like, definitely don't like any of the wide receivers at this point. Um, and even, like, the running backs, I... This team still is good enough to compete. So I'm leaning taking a guy who he's got the cloud hanging over him of what will this guy, where will this guy sign? We might have an answer by Saturday. Who knows? But I think I'm going to shoot for Devon A. Chain here. A guy who's in a system that fits him perfectly. A team that is still competing, who has the, the three-headed monster, but Kamara might get suspended. A-Chain, if things break right, he fits that system perfectly. A guy who could explode, potentially, right away and slot into this lineup. I just think it's the pick that makes me feeling feel the least gross about what I invested into it. The That's always what you want to fucking hear. <laughs> the pick that makes me feel least gross right now. <laughs> yeah, I I would go with A-Chain, too. I like that. I think... I don't know how much of a size he is that running back. I don't think he is. Obviously, the Delvin news is looming, but, you know, A-Chain's still a great player. You know, there's the size concerns, but if you really believe in the talent, I think getting him here at 11, where, you know, there was rumors he'd maybe go earlier before the Delvin Cook stuff, like, just this range is weird. The wide receivers aren't great. I don't know if he's ready to go tight end. I don't know if he's ready to go quarterback. That that middle second pick he's got is going to be interesting, but I think this is might be the best player available, not on defense. And again, maybe Will Anderson could be an option, but he has a bunch of thirds and fourths. I think he could address the the defense there. So I, I like A-Chain there. Yeah, I think the key here is just upside. Like, there is no other player on the board right now that has this type of upside. And if he wants to really get the value out of this pick that he kind of invested in it with, then it has to be for a guy that can grow like a chain, a player that we might see go as high as number eight, potentially uh, according to the keel pro mock. And I would, you know, I could easily see that. I know this Delvin cook news is scary and you know, of course the size thing comes up, but like you said, Caleb, I still think this is a premierly talented player, uh, potentially a player with a limited NFL role, but that doesn't mean he cannot be fantasy relevant, especially if he has a pass catching role in this offense. I mean, I still think he's a, a player that's very worthy of this late first selection. In fact, it might even be a little bit of value and that's exactly what he needs right now in this spot. Cause there's not much else there to work with. Like you said, Frage. So good pick Caleb, you have the pleasure of rounding out this trifecta of picks from the fresh Prince. Uh, having two Parker picks sucks. I just, <laughs> I don't really know what's left here to take. I don't know if he's right. Oh, it gets really weird. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, I still think it might be too early for a Bryce Young or Stroud. He's got 18 and 19 where maybe a quarterback could fall. Um, and if, if Riley's taking Richardson at eight, he's probably not going to take another QB at 17. The, I don't know if he's ready to go running back yet where he's at in this team. He already took a tight end. I 
You know what? I'm just going to go value. Like, I got challenged on the Mingo when the value guy went, so I'm just going to go the value guy. I think you go Will Anderson. I don't know. I know you said that defense, you know, he's not ready to start building there, but, I mean, edge rushers are different. Elite edge rushers are so valuable. There's not a ton of them. Young elite edge rushers that are worthy of going the first round of web web rookie drafts are are super valuable. So even if you don't like him, there's plenty of other people who do. And I think he's way more valuable than any of the other players that are going to be taken at this point. So I think you just take Will Anderson, and if anything, you start that skeleton on defense. Yeah, I think his strategy on defense was definitely not smoke, like I mentioned earlier. But Caleb's right. There's a certain point where it's just it's staring you in the face, and it's almost stupid not to do it. That actually happened to me at 12 last year with Christian Watson. I didn't wasn't a huge fan, uh, but at at a certain point, I was like, well, this is just this is the pick here. I have to make it, and it worked out for me. It could work out for Parker. I mean, it, it's pretty indicative of this situation that the two players that he said he wasn't going to draft are both getting drafted to his team in this mock draft <laughs> because it's really just how it goes in this draft. I mean, unless he is really sold on some other players, unless he has guys that he wants to get, that he is ready to select over some of these names, then I can't see a situation where he doesn't make this pick if Will Anderson's on the board right now because none of the players here, you know, none of them offer what he can't, what Will can offer in terms of defensive upside, especially at that premier edge rush, edge rush position, Caleb, like you said. And I mean, man, I I think if nothing else, he's gonna you know hear this mock draft and think, you know, maybe I need to make a move if I don't really, if I really don't want these players on my team. I think a move is the only option because I can't see a way around it at this point. All right. We are sufficiently hammered on the draft floor. <laughs> the beer counter is people are now oh God. You know, fearing again. We like, do we need to retire it next year? Well, guess it's coming back no matter whether you want it to or not. <laughs> but at this point it's out of control. People are slurring. Colin is scribbling his his chicken scratch pick onto a card right now. And I'm making the pick. What do I think he's going to do? I think he was feeling pretty good that Will Anderson might have just fell to him. I don't think he's even considered that possibility. That seems maybe more real than ever after running through this mock. But in this situation now, it's kind of where we expected him to be. There's been a lot of chatter about this pick. There's been a little bit of smoke coming out here. Jack Campbell is a name that was thrown out. The insulin pens had a little bit of a episode when they found that out. I can't see it happening. I don't think it fits in terms of the value or even, you know, where this team is at currently. I really do think I'm going to buy into something that has been brewing over the last week or two in web and that is this idea that the dynasty team needs a tight end and they need it pretty badly and i'm gonna opt for one of caleb's predictions from the spicy takes and i'm gonna take sam laporta in this spot over michael mayer 
uh, because you said it yourself, Caleb. Uh, he likes Laporta over Mayer. I can confirm that. That is confirmed <laughs> information. So going off of that, if he's in on tight end, then it would be no surprise for him to take Laporta here over Michael Mayer. Yeah, that's definitely a good pick here too. I mean, obviously positional need is even roster one at this point. No, nope. yeah, I don't think um, so. <laughs> nope, not one. Um, <laughs> even if you don't like if rookie tight ends, they don't come in right away. I mean, at this point, you just need to take them just so you have some leverage if you do want to trade for a different tight end. Not that anyone's like, well, what else are you going to do? You have nobody. You have right. to give me what I want. Um, at, at least you need Laporta in the back pocket to give you some, well, I could just run with, ride with Laporta. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just for those reasons alone, I mean, it's fine value at this point anyway. So, yeah, just I think it's a pretty easy pick here. Yeah, I think this is a smash. I think this would be one of my locks as long as the top 12 goes as it does. Doesn't have a tight end on the roster. He loves Laporta. I think the Campbell stuff is smoke. I mean, he's got Nicobe Dean, Jordan Brooks, Devin White. Like, he already traded firsts for, for these linebackers. So, I don't really understand why he would go Campbell. Uh, maybe he does still, but I think Laporte is just a smash hit here. I love Frage getting into the trade dynamics there with that. That was, that <laughs> yeah. was real nice content. <laughs> uh, outside the box. I love it. Heel pros are on the clock here after selecting Jordan Addison in the first round, seventh overall. Frage, you are up again for the Keel pros. I am going to continue my theme of potentially guys that can contribute to this team that just won a championship, has hopes of contending again. Uh, and I'm going to select Kendra Miller, a guy who I think can slot in right away and get a lot of carries and potentially be a good bench piece, bi-week villain, possible flex play um, for this team right away. So um, I think that's a, a nice little pick here for the defending champion, um, Kendra Miller. Yeah, I think this is a huge reason why Caleb was very excited to get into this spot in the draft. I think he had the sense that a running back like Kendra Miller might fall to him. Let's not forget here that this team is not exactly set up at running back right now. I did see Rashad White in the lineup. We know how I feel about that. So let's add Kendra Miller, a player with some real serious upside here with the looming Kamara situation. And even, even if nothing happens from that, Kamara already on the older side, Kendra, one of the younger players in this draft, he'll have plenty of time to sit and develop there and eventually become the starter um, and a player with a lot of talent. So I think this is a great pick at the top of the second and one that the Keel pros would be ecstatic to make. Yeah. Kendra is a fun player. Like you said, he's young. I would have liked to see the testing numbers, you know, try to confirm some stuff. So that kind of stuff scares me a little. Um, he's still coming back from an injury. But, you know, with Kamara probably being suspended for a while, they brought in Jamal. But um, honestly, that's a great player to learn from. So I'm okay with that. Kendra could get some run early. And, yeah, this is, feels like a good spot to take Kendra and grab a running back. Look at you. Moving around the board, getting some good value. Look at you, champ. <laughs> Guess who's up, Sammy. everybody? 
It's the insulin pens. <laughs> After making a couple of trades, the insulin pens find themselves picking at the top of the second here at number 15. Caleb, there has been a lot of chatter about which players the insulin pens prefer with not one, but both of these selections. So give me your first uh, of the two that we have upcoming. Yeah, this is another stone cold lock. If the board goes as it does, um, I'm going to go Jack Campbell linebacker uh, now of the Detroit lions. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tim's pretty much said it already about what he loves about the guy. Um, pretty crazy that he goes first round and to a lions team that could use some linebacker help. So this could be a plug and play plug and play player right away. Um, you know, he's kind of deep at linebacker, so maybe he could look another direction, which you could contest. Maybe you could think quarterback, tight end, but he's got that extra pick here. Um, and he's got a pick, uh, I think 301. So I think you go grab the one other IDP in this class that, you know, is, has some really good value, uh, in Jack Campbell. Yeah. feels like another easy one here. Um, second, second round's calm down here all of a sudden. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, he trades up for Jack Campbell. I mean, anytime you, you get a chance to jump yourself at 2.04, you just have to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast. Savvy move. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Tim's in a position and, to, and a strategy where he, he gets guys he likes and he, he goes and gets them, and Jack Campbell is the guy. I mean, there is a very, very large part of me that wants somebody ahead of this team to pick Jack Campbell simply because of how brash he's been about the guys that he's taking with the 15th pick in the draft. I mean, you can't just call your shots like that, man. Like somebody's got to make you pay for that. I hope it happens, but <laughs> honestly, this kind of feels like the top end of Jack Campbell's range for me. So he's already sort of, making a, a little bit of a, you know, he's picking them probably no higher than he should go in this draft. So yeah, he'll end up with Campbell. I'll be right in the world. He'll make a video tribute and then trade him one year later. I mean, it's, <laughs> we've seen this happen before. Uh, I'm up for the insulin pens here at 16. And again, we know who this team wants. Now I will say this. Unlike Jack Campbell, I do think there is a non-zero chance that this player is picked ahead of these insulin pens picks in the second round. That being said, in this scenario, Michael Mayer is on the board, and for whatever reason, the insulin pens love this guy, and they're bringing him home. And the value lines up, so I think it's another easy one, to your point, Frage. Uh, I think it's going to open up a little bit more after this one, but we've had a nice little easy going start to the second round. This is how you avoid getting called Chalky McChalkerson. You have, you figure out the spots that you're drafting. You check out the players around there and then you just pick one of those guys. And you're just like, I love them. I love them. I've always loved them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Michael Mayer makes sense. Uh, he made the, the pits movie brings in Kelsey, so it kind of opens up a position that Mingo was in where your tight end is aging. Who are you going to fill him in with when he eventually falls off? Uh, so to to get Michael Mayer in the room there would be good as well for Tim. 
Yeah, I think another really solid pick here, almost a lock. I would say, you know, maybe you could think quarterback. You know, he's got Hurts and Rodgers, but nothing after that. He just cut ties with Malik Willis. That experiment's over. So um, with having a pick at 301, he probably he's not going to have a chance at a quarterback. So unless he likes Levis, doubt it. So, I mean, he could think quarterback here and maybe grab a tight end uh, that, you know, it's a steeper tight end class. He could still grab one at 301. There's a case for it, but I'm not going to challenge this. I just think Campbell and Mayer is such a solid duo to draft here. All right. Let's oh? get oh, a you're... little. No, I'm good. That's right. You made the pick. I made the fucking <laughs> I was like, pick. I, I have challenged that. myself before on this pod, but I'm not going to do that sold, right now. I, I was really hoping I sold my you and my quarterback talk that you're just like. That's what happened last time. It was a Sky Moore situation. I challenged myself to make a Sky Moore pick. Um, <laughs> anyway, great strategy. <laughs> maybe we'll see one of those yet. We still got some picks to go, but uh, I think it's going to get a little bit weirder starting right now because, again, here we just kind of opened this thing up into a range where we don't really know what people are thinking at this point in the draft. There's a lot of names that are available. Braze, you are picking for her of your enthusiasm who did select Anthony Richardson in the first round. Yep, that's um, I kind of put myself in a tough spot here. Maybe that goes into some thought process at seven that I or at eight that I didn't really think of is um, he's he's positioned here for another quarterback. If he if he does want to put one in the room, um, either one of those guys that makes sense here, but having taken Anthony Richardson already, it kind of puts me in a weird spot value wise here where I'm kind of taking my pick of the guy. A lot of people I think are in the same like tier in my eyes. Hmm. I want to, I want to go Jaden Reed. Um, I think that's a, a nice little fun green Bay Packer pick here. A lot of guys excited about him. Matt Harmon, big Jaden Reed guy. Um, yeah, I think it, it gets a little more difficult here. There's a big tier here now. So I think Riley just takes the most fun pick. Get to watch him on the Packers. Jaden Reed. Yeah, he got his quarterback earlier. So, yeah, I like. I actually like this pick. I think Riley's sort of a Jaden Reed guy. He's on the Packers. Could make an early impact on the team. So, uh, yeah, with sort of a weird area we're into here and a tier of receivers, I, I'm a okay with him taking Jaden Reed here. Let's have some fun. I'm throwing a challenge. Oh, oh. challenge. How about this? We know from previous rookie mock experience that Riley is a fan of Josh Downs. He selected oh. Anthony Richardson in the first round of this draft. Do we get a nice little Richardson Downs combo here and pick Downs instead of Jaden Reed? I can't defend my challenge that well. Um, I completely forgot about Josh Downs. <laughs> <laughs> might have taken him too. I might agree with you. It, Caleb? Yeah, I... Still think it could be Reed, but their downs definitely feels like a Riley type of player, really nice route runner. 
And if he has Richardson, you might as well go get the stack. So if the if there's a decisive part, you know, if he can't decide between Reed and Downs, I think having Richardson would would win that one over. So successful challenge then is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. How's it feel? Feels good. I don't think I've ever won a challenge on this show. <laughs> wow. I got challenged like eight times the last time we did this, but feels good to win one. Um, all right. So Josh Downs is the pick then at 17, and everybody's favorite team, the Fresh Prince, is back on the clock. And guess who's making the pick? Caleb, you have been deep inside the mind of Parker in this mock draft. It's not where you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, Honestly, at this point in the draft, I'm okay with it. I think we're going to go Bryce Young. He missed out on his quarterback at eight, and Bryce Young might not have the upside that Richardson does, but he's going to be a, a starter day one and a guy who can contribute. So getting the first overall pick at pick 18, not bad. Yeah, I like I like if it falls this way for Parker for his QB situation. He's got kind of the upside play in Trey, Trey Lance, that raw guy who can run can't pass he's kind of got that mold already so getting bryce young the number one pick safe play uh potential passing upside six point touchdown passing touchdowns um it's not a bad way for the night to go uh, for parker getting bryce young at 18 yeah i mean i think he's set up perfectly here where he's walking out of this draft with one of richardson or bryce young because i mean if if uh richardson doesn't go at eight it's an easy one at nine i think and if he does then i don't see anybody barring the insulin pens you know i i do think that quarterback argument that you made caleb makes sense i just don't think he's going to do it and in that scenario, I don't think anybody else makes this move before the Fresh Prince in the second round. So I think it's a really good situation to be in for him. And I agree that he'd be very happy to select Bryce Young at this point. Um, I'm up for him again. He's got the back-to-backs here. And I think at this point, let's see. I'm going to go Jaden Reed. At this point here, because, I mean, I liked the pick for Riley a couple picks ago. Value definitely lines up. And at the end of the day, man, it's a Packer. He's going to look for all the same points will apply to Parker. And I think at this point in the draft, it's even easier to talk yourself into Jaden Reed uh, with downs off the board. So I'll go read here. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Team still a few years away from contending, adding a wide receiver, a long-term position. Um, most importantly, in the middle of a rebuild, a guy that you can watch on Sunday, it makes you excited about something. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. And <laughs> building a wide receiver room now uh, with Olave there, and I had Mingo and Reed, and you're starting to feel a little bit better. No, nobody puts that you know watchability metric in their grading scale, but when you... <laughs> You're a rebuilder, man. You just need those little wins wherever yeah. you can get them. I mean, I'm glad I've had these few years. A whole new perspective. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just got to take the Packers player. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Dirty Dave and the boys back on the clock. They took Devon A-Chain in the first round. And, uh, Fraish, you are up again for Dirty Dave. Um, I'm gonna, I'm Dave, I'm about 15 bush lights deep, <laughs> and I am sprinting 
to the podium to take C.J. Stroud to potentially solve my quarterback situation that I've put Band-Aids on year after year, um, finally get a long-term young piece with potential in the room. Yeah, I think this is definitely a lock if this is how the board plays out. Um, quarterback's always been an issue there. You add Stroud, who maybe doesn't have, again, as much rushing upside, but uh, could be a solid starter, um, sort of fits that, you know, could be like a Jared Goff type, be a leader. Uh, um, could be, I don't know, he could be susceptible to some trade-ups. That 19 pick for Fresh Prince, if someone wants to try and leapfrog him for a quarterback, I, I can see that. Um, but, yeah, Stroud would definitely be the pick here. This one, this one feels a little written in the stars to me. And I mean, you could see a trade scenario, but it just feels like it lines up too perfectly. And I think he likes where he's sitting. And I think he knows that this is in the cards. So easy one, easy one here. Jared Goff, be a leader 2.0. David Wilson, Batman has returned and like, the Fresh Prince, he controls the entire back half of the second round, it seems like, these days. Caleb, you are making the first of three upcoming selections for David Wilson Batman. Yeah, and I think I'm going to stick to my mock here, what I had him going with. Uh, I'm going to go Tank Bigsby. Um, interesting spot. You got solid draft capital. He's behind ETM, but... Seems kind of like a Frazier guy. He's in an area where maybe some more running backs are going to start to go off the board. You kind of take the the best of the rest here with Tank Bigsby at a position of need. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it's a great pick. I, lo- I love the player. Um, interested to see what happens with that backfield, but I think at this point it's, it's definitely uh, worth a shot on Tank. Uh, and Frage, I'm going to just jump into my next pick right away here because I'm going to do a little bit of a double dip. Uh, I'm going to take Roshan Johnson here as well. I don't know that David Wilson Batman wants to invest in this many running backs this quickly, but I don't see why not. And I've called Roshan Johnson the best value uh, in the second round, if you can get him in the late second. And that's exactly what we saw here I think this player has a legitimate pathway to being the starter for the Bears by the end of this season, uh, and that's the kind of player that in the late half of the second round is you know big-time return on investment. We know Farage is all about the value, but more importantly here, you just added Jameer Gibbs and then two guys with a lot of talent uh, in the second round, one one or both of which could emerge and help out that room moving forward. So I think this is a great spot to kind of double dip in the running back well and hope that you uh, hit hit on one of them at least. Yeah, I like both those picks. The way the draft set up, I wasn't really in a position to kind of fill out the running back room in the first. So um, having those early seconds, didn't really like it there. So transitioning into the late second, I like a lot of these guys who maybe have obstacles in their way, but um, like you mentioned for Roshan potential there, Tank Bigsby's a guy I really like that falls into a situation where only a few things would need to happen for him to be um, a guy who I'd be really excited about. ETN's injury prone, um, drafted by the last um, coaching group. Tank Bigsby's a pretty pretty good draft capital by the new coaching group, so I like that. Um, 
Bell just taking these late second shots to fill out the back half of the running back room on a team who I could or would want to see try to make some noise this year. I, uh, oh boy, I <laughs> do it. Bring up some good point. I'm gonna, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Challenge. <laughs> I'm going to go with Marvin Mims here for... I've just put Frazier on being a Marvin Mims guy for some reason. I've seen that he's kind of an analytic starling. He's been a... He was also sort of a late riser in the process. He ends up going, what, did he go in the second round of the NFL draft? Yeah. So he gets second round NFL draft capital. That receiver room, Cortland Sutton's kind of getting phased out. They bring in Sean Payton. This is the first receiver they take in that new regime. And I know we're kind of trying to work on running back with this team, but you already got Gibbs and Tank. I think it might be time to maybe take a shot on a receiver, and I just think Marvin Mims kind of fits that bill as a as a Frazier guy. Uh, yeah, is this where I flip the a coin? <laughs> yeah, this is the <laughs> coin moment. <laughs> oh, let's let's take let's do some thinking here. Um, I I'm mm, like. I'm all about opportunity for running backs. I don't think you need to be talented to put up fantasy points. That's been true for a while. So um, I'm not a huge Roshan guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a huge Roshan guy, but like I'll take him just because it's a chance for carries. So Marvin Mims, though, is a guy that I, that I am in on. I don't picture myself leaving this back half of the second without him. I could picture Caleb dipping into the running back pool at 23 so because of that uh, wait i just was i was gonna say oh i could get roshan at 24 but i just that was wrong. <laughs> you know what ah <laughs> fuck just turn the card in right now right. you can first pick of the draft 2022 <laughs> I liked the Roshan pick because I figured I could get Mims at 24. <laughs> but if you can't leave the draft without Mims, are you going to risk passing on him? Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's Mims. Success. <laughs> now everybody who wants Mims, you know where to go. You know where to be. Mm-hmm. You can trade up to Dave's spot after he gets sniped from Stroud. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also love this pick. I do. I don't know what it was. It mu- you must have said something at some point because I also thought you were yeah. a Mims guy. <laughs> but I mean, it's great value as well. I think this is another a, a, a player. We get to this part of the draft where the value just really starts to line up with some of these guys. Mims, premier talent, you know, second round draft capital, all that stuff. I like him quite a bit. Um, Frage. The Keel pros are up. Are they going to take Roshan at this point, or will he fall into your lap? Uh, let's pull up Caleb's mock, because I <laughs> have no fucking clue what's going on at this point, and I'm going to maybe trust that he's not smoking in his mock. I'm going to go Rasheed Rice. He's uh, smoking something. Smoking in my mock. <laughs> uh, just taking chance on on Chiefs players uh, with Mahomes. It's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you're taking Rasheed Rice? Yep. 
I was thinking about Caleb smoking something. <laughs> All right. Rasheed Rice. I mean, I could throw a challenge flag here, but I won't. I think it makes sense. I don't love Rasheed Rice, unfortunately. It's been a long journey for me and Rasheed, but uh, yeah, I think it makes, you know, Caleb, you can you can roll the dice on him. I think you like him a little bit more yeah. than I do. Maybe it's my turn to to roll the dice and we'll see what we get. It Roshan is definitely interesting. Kind of depends how the rest of my draft plays out, but you know, with my running back room being kind of weird, my receiver room is kind of weird too. So I don't know. We'll just see what happens draft night when we're a few beers deep. Honestly, <laughs> drunk vibes, baby. That's how yep. we draft. All right, we've made it all the way to the final pick of the 2023 web final mock draft. Caleb, you are on the clock for David Wilson, Batman. Will it be Roshan? Will it be somebody else? Hmm. We've been talking a whole lot of Roshan, but I think I'm going to stick to my mock and I'm going to go Luke Musgrave. We again, we've talked about having players to watch and like, and Packers are always a good one. And this is a second round tight end, an athletic freak, which I know Frazier probably likes, and not, maybe not necessarily a huge position of need, but I don't know if there's a player in this range with the kind of upside uh, Luke Musgrave might have. So he's kind of hit the main positions. He's hit running back, he's hit receiver. Now let's take an upside shot at tight end. I'm not going to – I've said my piece about Roshan and David Wilson Batman. I, I do think this makes sense as well. I mean, I can't imagine a scenario, I guess, where this team with this amount of picks in the top two rounds doesn't dip into this tight end group and he kind of finishes this, you know, elite – what I would call a sort of elite group of four uh he and getting Musgrave at the tail end of the second, I think, is a great pick. So I'm I'm okay with that. Yep, that's uh, fine by me as well. It's a guy who, when Caleb's mock came out, I was like, hmm, that's a nice little uh, tie-in to the to the second-round picks. Um, I don't pick again until 38, I think. So I I could see a, a viewpoint that hey, maybe just dip and running back again by the time you pick again, there's not going to be much um, flyers like third round flyers available. So, um, but Luke Musgrave definitely fun, fun Packers pick, athletic guy. Can definitely picture myself doing that. There it is, man. Wow, did we what just get hell? all 24 right? I feel like yeah. we did. Doesn't it kind of feel like we did. We that second round felt pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't get anything by us, Webb. Let me tell you <laughs> what. We're going to go 24 for 24. Man, I'm gonna, let, let's look at 2022 quick. How do we do there? Did we oh do boy. pretty good on that one? Oh, we already moneymakers oh smoked the fuck my, out of three. Yeah, I got fucked up by the smoke <laughs> by the moneymakers in that one. Rebels. I listened to that clip last year. I was like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> thought he was getting London at four. <laughs> Rebels smoked a little bit. We got Jay. Man, last year was tough. Last Boy. year was real tough. Look at this. Moneymakers taking Isaiah Spiller at 15. Ooh. Yikes. So we a single pick. <laughs> we, we did very poorly. 
Wow, I can't this was a rough mock. This was a cow. rough mock. I think we got the two Givens, and that might be it. So if, if that's any indication, maybe we have a little bit of false confidence about this 2023 <laughs> version. So uh, I expect many surprises, probably some draft night trades, uh, given the state of this board and how the value shakes out. We explored the scenarios with uh, the, the fresh prints at the end of the first and how the value lines up there and some other teams uh, with guys falling down the board potentially. So it's going to be really interesting and no matter what, it's going to be a lot of fun and it happens in a very short amount of time. Couple days, Friday night lights at the speed shop, be there seven o'clock is when the, uh, Bijan show begins and then we just ride from there boys so i can't wait another year ready to ready to drink ready to watch this unfold like i said this is shaping up to be specifically that late first to be very fun and yeah. first june draft yeah this last year phrase you were like we're getting close to the june draft yes. it's already happening let's fucking go getting what we want uh, the <laughs> June, July is uh, really, or July, August is really going to drag this year, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this does feel, it does feel very early in the summer. It's like, oh, yeah, web draft. So it's like, yeah, summer must be half over now. Like, getting ready to go <laughs> no. back to school? No, we still got all summer. <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> Damn it. Um, all right. Well, let us know what you think about this mock. Parker, I'd love to hear what you think specifically about the Kincaid and Anderson picks, and we're going to find out exactly how this thing shakes out in two days. So we will see you all then. And until that point, let's make it a great and fast two days. Challenge 